Um, welcome to Riverside Community Church. Uh, my name is Brian Doback, and I'm just really excited to be here today. Uh, it's been, I guess, about three months since I've preached here, um, so I'm a little nervous. <laughs> um, let's, uh, let's pray. <laughs> Heavenly Father, uh, we just uh, thankfully come, come before you today, Lord. Uh, God, I'm just thankful that um, you know, through the week we, we, uh, we live for you and uh, we worship you uh, Monday through Saturday and then we get to come together uh, Sunday morning, Lord, as a body um, and just do it together um, corporately. And we just thank you for this, uh, the freedom and the liberty to do this, God. Um, and we just praise your name today. Uh, prepare everybody's hearts and prepare my heart uh, as we walk through uh, today's scripture. And I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. I guess I just want to start off with a, a story. So when Stephanie and I, my wife, when we met uh, down in Georgia, I wasn't a Christian at the time, and um, I remember the first time she brought me home, <laughs> which was interesting, uh, I met her parents, right, and uh, then I met one of her sisters, Barbie, um, and then I, I met a guy named Robert, <clears throat> Robert. Robert uh, lives with Stephanie's parents. Robert um, is, uh, he, he's, he's, he's a wanderer. Um, I don't know if you would call him like a vagabond or anything, uh, but he's a wanderer. He has no home. He kind of just goes from place to place just trying to make ends meet. Um, and he lives with uh, Stephanie's parents. He's kind of like a societal outcast. And uh, as, as, as somebody who wasn't a Christian at the time when I saw this, um, just this, this, this kindness to bring this guy in um, in such a personal atmosphere as a family. It was really like, a, it, was, it, was a, it was their Christian witness to me. Um, it was a love and kindness that I just wasn't familiar with at the time. And it really spoke to me. And I saw a new side of uh, Christianity um, when, I, when I was immersed in this family and seeing how they interacted with this guy, Robert, and he still lives with them to this day. Um, yeah, several years ago, Robert, he, he hitchhiked to Seattle. He just up and left. I don't think they knew where he went. Hitchhiked to Seattle, um, did whatever for three months. And then, uh, lo and behold, one day, uh, they get a knock on the door, and it's Robert. He came back. Um, I guess things just didn't work out out there, so he hitchhiked back to Georgia. Um, but they accepted him back in. Um, literally, he's really a part of the family now. Um, yeah, her, her parents are downsizing. Um, they're close to retirement, uh, so they're downsizing and they're, they're building a new, smaller home. And who gets a room in the house? <laughs> Robert. <laughs> it's incredible. You know, who, who was there when uh, I asked permission to marry Stephanie? <laughs> Robert. <laughs> That's like a personal, intimate moment. <laughs> And this guy's there. It's really awesome. You know, when, who, you know who's there when, when we're FaceTiming uh, her parents with the baby? And who, who pokes his head into the screen? Hi. Robert. Robert, I know. While, while we still lived in Georgia, you know, we would have our holiday dinners. Um, everything good? Good. <laughs> we would have our holiday dinners there at her parents' house, and... You know, who's there at the table eating with us? Robert. Like, really, it's just this, this incredible thing. And he's, he's become a part of the family, and he gets all the benefits, really, that a family member would receive. 
right? He didn't do anything to achieve it. Like, he didn't, like, really deserve it. You know, her parents would tell you they have much, so they give much. <laughs> wow, like, that's a lot. You know, and we're going to see something like this today uh, in the Old Testament. We're going to see this. Um, it's really what Jesus does for us, um, what we're going to talk about in the Old Testament. We're going to see Jesus today. Um, that's what we're about. We're about seeing Jesus. The more clearly we can see Jesus, um, the better off we are and the better off the world is. Uh, we're going to see the gospel today. And within this framework, uh, we're going to see three layers of the gospel that we're going to discuss. Um, so if you could turn uh, your pages to Second Samuel chapter 9, Old Testament, man. Second Samuel chapter 9. So what we're going to do is I'm going to go through some background, um, and then uh, we're going to go through the Scripture kind of chunk by chunk, and we're just going to go over the context of the Scripture and like what it meant to them back then. And then after I've done that, we're going to talk about what it means to us today. Um, so 2 Samuel chapter 9, the events of today's Scripture happened over a thousand years before the birth of Jesus. Over a thousand years before the birth of Jesus. Uh, David, um, he's widely considered as Israel's greatest king. Israel's greatest king. Uh, he was a man after God's own heart. Many of the Psalms that you read are written by David. Uh, their prayers and, and their cries to God in his, in his uh, you know, being, being chased in the hard times. Um, but they're also praises to God for the victories in the Psalms. Um, so right now, David, where we are, he's kind of in a sweet spot right now. He's in a sweet spot. Uh, his enemy Saul is dead. His enemy Saul is dead, who is chasing him around for years, trying to kill him, right? Um, so his, uh, his enemy Saul is dead. He's been anointed the king of Judah. Uh, he's not king of Israel yet, but so he's been anointed king of Judah. Uh, he's returned the Ark of the Covenant back to Jerusalem, which is a big deal because the Ark of the Covenant was confiscated by the Philistines, um, and that was really bad. Uh, and also, he's just defeated the Philistine armies, which is a big deal. Um, the Philistine armies have been pestering Israel for years, for centuries, and they've defeated the Philistine armies once again. So now, David is looking for something to do. Um, so what, is this, what, what does this scripture mean for them to, uh, back then? Uh, let's go through the verses. Verse 1, And David said, Is there still anyone left of the house of Saul? that I may show him kindness for Jonathan's sake. So let's pump the brakes here. What's going on here in this one verse? So you have the house of Saul. The house of Saul. Saul was the, uh, the people's choice, the Israelites' choice for king. And really what happened was it was an epic failure. Um, Saul was disobedient to God's commands, and ultimately the house of Saul went down. Um, it was a failure. And then you have the house of David, uh, David was God's choice for king. David was God's choice for king. Um, so the house of Saul has been David's enemy for years. Now, Saul had a son, Jonathan. Saul had a son, Jonathan, who actually became buddies with David. Okay? So David, what he, what's happening here is uh, David, about 20 years before this, he made a promise to his buddy Jonathan uh, to, treat, to, to bless and treat Jonathan's descendants with kindness. Um, to bless Jonathan's descendants. And uh, so 20 years later, here we are, David is now looking to make good on that promise. I mean, 
20 years. Like, do you guys remember anything 20 years ago? <laughs> I was 15 years old 20 years ago. So that dates me. You guys now know I'm 35 years old. <laughs> I don't really remember a whole lot back when I was 15, let alone any promise that I made. <laughs> um, David remembers this promise 20 years later. Um, so hang your head on that for a while. Uh, verse 2 and, and 3. Now there was a servant of the house of Saul whose name was Ziba, and they called him to David, and the king said to him, Are you Ziba? 